Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Secure the Insecure with Johnny Seafit is sponsored by Jennings and Co-Financial Planning, helping to make sense of money. Hello and welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seafit and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. Oh, what a week it has been. The sun has come out. Look how happy we've all got. A bit of prophetic fallacy off of John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. We're all very happy when the sun's out. And it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing to think that the sun just creates happiness. That you jump out of bed. That you have a smile on your face as the birds sing. You go on your afternoon or morning walk and you're like, oh, bliss, heaven. Amazing what sun can do. It's a shame that we can't obviously go away on holiday. But I think we've kind of got to a stage now where we've accepted it. We're very happy actually adjusting. And I think at the beginning of lockdown, we didn't like change. Whereas I think now we're more susceptible and accepting that there can be change. And talking of change, what an amazing podcast we did last week with Mark Reed. Thank you so, so much for your comments. For example, Jem Connor said, just listened to episode 46 with Mark Reed. Such a fantastic interview. Loved it. And GGG Sarah says, a great exploration of a very important topic. So interesting and inspiring to hear people's stories. Keep them coming, please. And one more, EY97531. Such honest conversations that I've never heard before from celebs that I've admired for a long time. Thank you for those comments. That's what they're putting on iTunes. It's so important that you help me and put it on iTunes. Go over to iTunes, hit five stars and leave a review. Now on with this week's episode and talking of change. Change was very important for my guest this week. In September 2018, she decided to go on her own journey. And it's so amazing to start again. You're going to hear from Matt Haig in a couple of weeks time about his book, The Midnight Library, and all about this girl, Nora, who goes into these different lives to start again. My guest this week has done that. Emily Nagioff joins me on Security and Secure. Hello, Emily. Hey, how are you? Very good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. So, take me back pre-2018, what life was like for you, up to the point where you decided that I've had enough in the UK, I want to get abroad. Pre-2018, life was, you know, life was good, but I went through a few situations which really tested me. I lived with someone, my dad, who had MS. I cared for him for a very long time and there was a certain point just before I went traveling where he went into hospital I broke up with my ex-boyfriend of four years 
my granddad went into hospital, my brother went into hospital, and there was a lot that kind of came within one week. And so that was kind of the catalyst for me to decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set foot on a plane by myself and go traveling around the world. For so long, I've always been that kind of person that's, you know, very bubbly, very friendly, very sociable. And it's very easy for that type of person to put on that act and to not really be very honest about what's going on behind closed doors. I felt alone in feeling ashamed about what I was going through and not wanting to put that on other people's shoulders. Just before I went traveling and those incidences happened where family members went into hospital and then I lost my granddad, which was really sad, um, stuck between still wanting to be that very happy, funny person and also really struggling with feeling like the world was crashing down on my shoulders. And that's a very, very lonely feeling. My dad's had MS since I was five, but it wasn't really until I turned 14 that changes started to happen and he was you know, losing um, the ability to walk. And when I was between the ages of 14 to 19, you're going to school, you're doing your GCSEs, you're doing your A-levels. And for anyone that doesn't know what MS is, it's a neurological disease that affects the outer layer of your nerves. So it means messages can't get through. And for different people, that can affect them differently. For my dad, he was losing the ability to walk. And that's pretty hard because when you're growing up and you're seeing things at home, you're seeing your dad being rushed into hospital, but then you're going into school with your peers and you're having to do your exams and you're putting on this happy face. Um, it's a pretty difficult act to keep up without it impacting you in some way. And so for a very long time, I think I did suffer with depression and with anxiety, um, but no one ever would have known it. Um, until it came to that point where it all came together as one and I realized something isn't right here. I think the difficulty will always be, even to this day, when you have friends that can easily take their parents out for lunch or for dinner or when you have friends that go away with their families um, or just, you know, go away with their dad or go away with their mum and have some quality time. But we've got carers with us. So even if I went out with my dad for, for lunch or dinner, with carers on the other table, it, it doesn't really feel like you've got that quality time. And I, I think roles do get reversed when you're having to care for a parent and it becomes more about them and less about you. And you don't really want to be honest really about how you're feeling because you don't want to upset them. They're the one going through it, not you. And so I think for six, seven years of the time that I was in school, I was really battling with trying to keep upbeat and trying to keep positive for my family. But equally also being like, this is depressing. That word is used very, very often now in throwaway comments. But to see your father, you know, kind of go downhill and to feel like you can't express yourself about it is depressing. Whether you're taught it subconsciously or not subconsciously, it's easier to just put on a smile and just get on with your life. It's easier to just put it in a box and it's only later that you discover the effects that that can have on you. I think had I had maybe expressed myself better to my parents, been more honest with my friends about how I was struggling behind the smile. I might not have got to the point where I basically had a breakdown two years ago and everything just felt too much for me. When you're physically away from things that are happening, you can remove yourself entirely from the situation. Even when things are fine at home, you've still got that feeling of 
oh, I wish things were different. That doesn't ever seem to go away. And it's that acceptance which is always going to be difficult for me. When I was away, when I was younger, it was a lot easier, a lot easier to place things into a box and be like, yeah, everything's fine. I turned to drinking. Drinking helped. I was lost. And then I started to not really see the point in in kind of being around. Like, what what was the point when everything was so rubbish and I was just in bed the whole day? And if I wasn't in bed, I was going to work and having anxiety attacks at work. And then I was going to bed and I was having nightmares, like these vivid visions of my dad or my granddad begging me to help them and waking up in these cold sweats. And it was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare to live through. And that's when my mum forced me to the doctor and said, you, you need to see if you can get on some kind of antidepressant because this isn't how your life should be. You're only, what, 20? I must have been 25. So two years ago, this isn't how your life should be. The tablets for me, they, they kind of saved me, to be honest. Bringing it up a little bit more to speed, it then gets to September 2018. You decide, right... Emily Eyes Explores, you're going to have a little adventure and almost get away from what's going on at home. What happened? I've always loved travelling. I always travelled with my ex. When he wasn't around and when we split up, I was very aware that I felt like I couldn't do anything by myself. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and do things by myself. I don't want to rely on anyone else. You can't control who's going to stay with you and who's going to leave you. So I thought, I'm going to plan this trip by myself. I love Spanish, so I'm going to move to Spain for a couple of months, and then I'm going to fly off to South America, and then I'm going to go to India, and then I'm going to go to Southeast Asia, and then I'm going to end up in Australia and work. And that was my plan. Not only did I want to try it by myself, but I was I was in this bubble where I felt like whatever was happening here was not the life that I wanted to lead. And I had to see that there was something better out there in this world without sounding too dramatic for me to, to stick by with and to hold on to and to see that there was more to life than just the hell that I'd been through. And so that kind of really inspired me. I had something to work towards and I was really excited to explore new cultures and to see what was on the other side of the world. I just wanted to see that there was more to life than just Northwest London. There was more to life than just this bubble that I'd been used to, a bubble that was sometimes very hard to deal with. It wasn't even running away. It was just the fact that I wanted to do something for myself and I wanted to um, have the courage to see places that I've always thought about doing. And I think also when that specific time period happened to me when people were dying and going to hospital, I was really aware, like for the first real time, that life's really short. And if you don't do what you want to do, then you might never, ever get an opportunity to do it. So I was single. I was I was feeling quite liberated and I'd got out of bed. The antidepressants had got me out of bed and I was I was feeling happy for the first time. So I thought, let's do it. I'd actually decided that I wanted to be really blunt and really honest to anyone who asked me who I was. So for example, if I was taking my antidepressant in the morning, rather than be embarrassed about it and hide it from people, if anyone was like, oh, what pill are you taking? I'd be like, it's my antidepressant. And they'd say, oh, do you have depression? And I'd be like, yep, I have depression and I have anxiety. And they'd be like, wow, we'd, we'd never have thought that of you, but you're so happy, you're so friendly. And it was like, yeah, 
because people who are happy and bubbly can also have this side of them. And I was determined throughout my whole journey that if anyone asked me what I was doing, so this is when I started my writing as like a creative way of keeping track of my emotions because I'd left therapy as well. I'd walked out in therapy and I thought if I can just write what I'm feeling, if anyone asks me what I'm doing, I'm writing about how I'm feeling. I wanted to encourage the conversation about mental health and through doing that, through being embarrassed, but honest, if I didn't want to go out, I'd say to people, hi, I'm feeling actually really low. I need to stay in bed for a couple of days and then slowly the cloud will leave me. I, I pushed myself. I, I pushed my boundaries. And through that, I had some really honest conversations and I was becoming really aware that actually depression, anxiety, people who suffer from eating disorders, people who suffer from OCD like that is so common in males and females. And it, I just felt like this community was growing the more I spoke about it. Everything that I was saying to people or people were reading what I was writing, you know, on Instagram or on my website, bearing in mind that what I was writing about how I was feeling, it was only meant to be for me. It was my online diary, you know, a way of keeping track of myself and to not only have people from, you know, people from different countries, people who I've met say, thank you so much for posting this or writing so openly about how, you know, sometimes traveling is not as easy as it's pictured on the Instagram highlight reel. But also people from my old school sending messages and being like, just wanted to say thank you so much for writing about this. I've suffered from this too. I actually was blown away by how many people are the same. It just really reestablished that we're just one race and we all feel you're male, whether you're female, whether you're older, younger, from whatever country. We're all built of the same stuff. And that was a really, really amazing feeling and an amazing experience to have. The more open that I was with people about my own struggles, you know, and it's not, you know, every day me being like, hey, how are you feeling? Or, hey, I'm feeling like this. I'm most of the, the majority of the time just like anyone else, you know, chatting, bubbly, chatting about the places I'm going to visit or where I'm off to next. But it was the ability to be like, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? Tell me about your family. And because I was so open about my own experiences, people in turn shared more with me and it made it more of an authentic, authentic encounter, really, because we're sharing real stories, not just empty chit chat. When you share a lot, there are still boundaries as to exactly how much you share. So there's still things, thoughts I've had or experiences that I've had that I've either only told very, very, very close friends or no one at all because it's my private business. But in terms of depression and in terms of anxiety, it's becoming less of a stigma now to chat about it. Mental health is becoming almost a popular topic not in a bad way, but a good way. And people are becoming more open across social media platforms. And so there have been points where maybe I think to myself, oh my God, do people think I'm crazy? Because, you know, I'm so happy, but I feel really depressed today. And that is an ongoing battle that I have because that's just my personality. I, I don't want to feel like people think I'm fake or lying about my emotions. But it is who I am and I've just tried to embrace that, you know, like I am someone who's easy to talk to and pretty chilled and, and a friendly, outgoing person. But I also suffer from depression and anxiety and that's who I am and you can either love it or you can lump it. But I think there's actually loads of negatives of traveling that no one ever speaks about. For one, traveling by yourself is a very lonely experience sometimes. You've got the balance of always meeting people. So there's always going to be people around. Sometimes you don't want to be surrounded by those people and you want 
to be by yourself. Now, if you're someone that overthinks a lot and gets anxious, you can doubt that decision and you could think, oh, goodness, but if I'm not socializing, I look really, really unsociable and boring because I'm in bed. And it's about having confidence in your decisions. And that's something that I learned quite early on. If I want to stay in bed because I just want to and I want to chill or I'm feeling a little bit low or homesick, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to I'm not going to do anything just to try and be someone else. And to start with, I tried that and it didn't work for me. And I think it's about remembering the reason you've gone traveling. Like the reason I went traveling wasn't to make friends. That was always just an added bonus. The reason I went traveling was to discover other places in the world, to see how other people lived, to see how cultures were. And that's kind of what I did. Another thing about traveling is there are things that sometimes go wrong people can get pickpocketed quite easily um, you can have bad experiences with other travelers remembering that they're just strangers to you and also I went into hospital twice and one time I was in the middle of Malaysia all by myself and I like collapsed on the reception floor it turns out I had acute tonsillitis and I was rushed to hospital with a raging temperature I was practically passed out and I had to be in a drip for five days and that was scary because I knew no one I could contact my family over a video, but, you know, you just want, you want your mum. You want someone to hug you and say you're going to be okay. So that's tough. Traveling is amazing, but you've got to be pretty strong and you've got to have a clear head on your shoulders for those situations. Well, your strength has carried you through, Emily. Final words from you. For anyone that wants to travel or is thinking about it, what would you say to them? I'd always say do it. I'd always say do it. It is it will be the best experience. If you're worried about going by yourself, pick a good friend. Um, there's always other options. There's volunteering that can lead you into traveling without having to go straight out with your backpack. Um, it's, it's been the best time of my life. I'd always recommend it. was Emily Nagy off there talking about her experiences of traveling of mental health and just giving you an overall sense of what it could be like not to escape but to go and find yourself and if you're worried about anything you've heard in this week's episode please do go to mind.org.uk that's it for another episode of security and secure with me johnny c if you like what you've heard please do rate the podcast like the podcast share the podcast it's so important that we say it's okay to not be okay and you help other people find out about this podcast because unless you help share it unless you help leave a review people are still not going to know until next time i've been johnny c thank you and goodbye Secure the Insecure with Johnny Seifert is sponsored by Jennings and Co-Financial Planning, helping to make sense. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.